Good morning, everyone. Oh, come on. Good morning, everyone. That's better. Okay. Don't you love fall in the west coast of Canada? Feels like I've been in winter for months already. It's a little bit crazy, isn't it? It's a little wet out there. And uh, you know what? It's, it's not white, but it is wet. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit... If, if you're feeling a little bit, you know... You know uh, you're not alone. I think the weather has something to do with that. The good news is, did you feel how warm it was in here? Yeah, actually, that's because of that little heater there and another one back there. We don't have everything else done yet. Okay, we're working on it. We got some tin benders and bashers ready to, to hook it up here in the next, uh, I don't know, couple months uh, before Christmas rolls around. We're going to have that all done. And... Um, yeah, anyways, we, we continue to work on that. We're thankful for the guys that are putting on the roof that God's kept them safe. But it's been pretty hard slogging with this kind of weather to actually get those shingles up and get the others off and everything else. So you can appreciate how hard that that's been for, uh, for the folks that are, that are doing that for us. Anyways, all that aside, it's, uh, it's good to be back. We were uh, gone, Kimberly and I, last week. My dad turned 92. And my sister came from England and my brother came from uh, Interior, B.C. And we had, uh, we had a wonderful time with him for a day. And then came back. So uh, it's good to be back with you. We're going to talk today uh, out of uh, our scriptures about generosity. All right. And so I wanted to bring you um, uh, a definition. I can, as we got there, we go. Okay. Uh, this little guy vibrates in my hand when I know he's working, and I I just got that. Okay. So it's good. Here's a, a definition of, of generosity. Generosity is the quality of being concerned for others. And acting out of an attitude of abundance for them. All right. There's another definition for it too that goes with it. It's freedom from meanness or smallness of mind and character. Isn't that something? How the two can go together. It's a freedom from meanness or smallness of mind and character. Uh, which then leads into this quality of being so concerned for others that we act out of the abundance of what we have. Uh, a wonderful uh, example that happened actually here this week. Uh, someone came by and dropped off an envelope with some cash in it uh, for someone else. And the person that dropped off the envelope uh, uh, is a person that, that doesn't have a lot, has lived on very little for most of their life. Uh, it was, uh, they were bringing uh, out of their abundance, even though they had little, for someone else who had uh, probably less. And it was amazing watching this transaction. It was amazing watching the joy of the person who anonymously gave the money to the, sum, to the person that, that, that needed it. And it was wonderful to hear from the person that needed it, the joy in the Lord uh, when they received it. Uh, that's what generosity is about. There's a joy that happens when we give. There's a joy that happens when we receive. And, uh, of course, where we start with that is in this uh, truth, that God is the most obvious person of generous, the being of generous, that, that, that we receive this from. In fact, it, generosity is one of God's most obvious character traits, isn't it? Think just for a minute of the generosity of God in your life. Just pause and consider that just for a minute, how God has been generous with you this week. I, I, I paused this morning, I mean, speaking about this throughout my study this week, uh, just thinking this morning, God, your, your generosity is so amazing. Even just last week, the fact that, that uh, my, my parents are even still with me uh, at, at the age that they're at, for me, it's a great gift. For them, it's a wonderful gift. God's generosity, even in a relationship like that. Wonderful. Um, and we know that because the scriptures actually tell us about that. God so loved the world. He loved the world so much that he gave, didn't he? 
He gave the most valuable, uh, the, most, uh, the most personal, uh, the most uh, um, intimate possession he had, uh, the relationship with his son. He gave us Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? When you think about that. Uh, and, of course, uh, Paul wrote, coming out of that, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. It is, it is so true. Uh, so very, very true. And so Paul is writing to the church uh, and in, uh, in Philippi, and he's writing to them about this generosity, and he's actually thanking them for their generosity that was given to him. So we have this great apostle who is writing from prison. Think about that. Thanking God for God's generosity while he's chained to a Roman soldier, and he's thanking uh, these people. A long ways away for him. Uh, here's the secret, I believe, that he shows us to a generous life. Three things. And the first is this. Uh, in order to be generous, and I think this is even the order that, that, that it works in. Uh, I, I was looking at my notes this week and wondering, I wonder if it's actually backwards. Where, where uh, I start with three and then go back to one. But I, as I reviewed that, I think, no, I think this is actually the order in which generosity actually comes in. The first is this. As we meet God and as we understand God, uh, and as I, I, I was thinking about this too, it, it, you won't see it up here, but as, as I fit my lifestyle and, and, and what is important to me into the gospel, instead of trying to fit the gospel into my lifestyle, and that's a huge one. When we come to Christ, we say, uh, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. God, I come to you with, with someone, uh, pardon me, as someone who is completely in need of what only you possess, and I do not have that, and I come... Uh, as someone who is impoverished, saying, may I receive what you are offering? And God then gladly gives it, as we just saw. He who did not spare his own son. He gives us salvation. He gives us the Lord. He gives us his presence. He fills us with his spirit. And out of that, then we say, we are going to, I am going to be content because God is enough. The Lord is enough. Contentment is really about this. Uh, I have enough. That's what it means. And, and because we live in contentment, then this, this generosity begins to well up within us. And so he says, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. They were concerned about him. Uh, I know that you have always been concerned about me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Uh, but not that that was ever something that uh, I, I was thinking about in some ways. He says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. Now, Think about that for a minute as well. I, I, as, as, I, as I read his words, um, as someone who has a lot, I can glance over that. But when I put myself into his position, and when I think about other people that I know, and even myself at times, uh, what, a, what a powerful verse. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. It's a powerful verse, isn't it? I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little. And so, so Paul has lived all of that. When, when we look at his bio and he talks about all the things that he's gone through, we absolutely do know that he has lived with nothing. He talks about being shipwrecked and on the sea. He talks about not having enough to eat. He talks about being naked or being clothed. He has seen it all. He has seen far more than probably any of us will ever see. But he says this, I know 
how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. I have this contentment. So that's the first part. The secret to a generous life is about contentment. And here's where the contentment comes from. He trusts in God. I can do everything through Christ. Not I can do everything. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I trust that God shares what he has with me, is really what Paul's saying. Later on in verse 19, he says, And the same God who takes care of me, even though there have been times where I've had little and there have been times I've had plenty and all of that, I've learned the secret of contentment. God will care for me. I trust him. He will supply your needs too out of his glorious riches. And, and I think that, that that is where, at least for me, um, God has taught me, to live out of his abundance. When we're, when we're followers of Jesus, we, we learn to live out of the abundance of the master, don't we? Because we, we, we put our lives into his care. When, when I came to Christ, I bowed my knee to him and I said, my life now belongs to you. My rights are gone. Uh, everything that I have or ever will have will actually be yours anyways because you've given it to me first. And so as you provide for me, I, I, I just want to live into that grace that, that you also have shown to me by giving to others. And, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. And that's where trust comes in. Uh, really, it is this. Here's the truth. When I learn that God takes care of me, then I learn to joyfully, not grudgingly, I learn to joyfully take care of others. Think about that truth for a minute. It is only when we learn that actually we don't have to strive after things because God has and will continue to take care of us, then we can joyfully take care of other people. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us. In Christ Jesus. Let's go back to where I started even for a moment. Um, think about your week. Think about uh, maybe beyond that. Think about your life. What has God given you? Just ponder that for a minute. Given to you in Christ Jesus. I I'd love for you in, in your house churches this week as you meet. To go and to simply uh, talk together about, about that. What has God given to each one of us and to us collectively in Christ Jesus? When we learn that he takes care of us, suddenly all the pressure comes off. Are, are, are you feeling pressure? Or are you living in that moment where you just say, God, I know that you've got this. Uh, and um, by the way, in, in the generosity that we're talking about, I mean, here in, in, in such a material society, we tend to think of things materially. But, but what about relationally? Uh, and, and, and what about in, in many other ways? Uh, one of the things that we all have an equal amount of is, is time, right? And so in terms of the generosity of time, God gives his time to us. God gives his presence to us. And, and in the generosity of our time, we learn to joyfully take care of others, not just with the things that God provides, but with the time that he also provides. I, I think especially during COVID, as, as I talk to people, that is, um, that is such, um, such a huge need. I, I've talked to so many people who are lonely. So many people who are feeling isolated. So many people who are worried and, and, and actually frightened, fearful uh, about uh, what is going on in the world and where they find themselves. And they, they read the news. And, and is it true that it's pretty hard to find some good news uh, on, on our media these days? There's just a lot of fear. 
There's a lot of fear and a lot of angst. And yet, uh, relationally, God has not only given us himself, but he says, now, as my people, I want you to joyfully give yourself in relationship to each other and to the world. And so that's, again, uh, God um, taking care of us and teaching us that generosity. When I learned that God takes care of me, I learned to joyfully care for others. The Macedonian Christians were, were a powerful example of this. Uh, they were the church in northern Greece that Paul went to. And he writes uh, in Corinthians, he says, Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness had done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles. And they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it out of their own free will, begging us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, uh, they were going through a terrible time in Jerusalem. And Paul was collecting an offering and he was bringing it back uh, to the Jerusalem church. And these people in Greece who had nothing said, no, 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 we want to give. And uh, they gave even more, Paul writes, than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to. They had learned that God will care for them, and then they gave joyfully, uh, even beyond what was expected of them. Uh, the last part, uh, the secret to a generous life, is a concern for others. And so we, we, we have this contentment, God will care for me, and, and I have enough. What he's given to me is enough. I will live with what he has provided. I, I trust that he will continue to give me enough, and so therefore I begin to joyfully give uh, to others. And then finally... And out of that, I have a deep concern for others. I've learned that God will care for me, and I look around and I see uh, how much others need, and then it's suddenly I connect the dots that what God has given to me, uh, then I can offer to other people because he will continue to give to me from his great riches, and I then distribute his resources. He has given me the joyful opportunity to give to others so that they might receive what they need. And so he writes, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me. You have always known that. He says, you were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on to Macedonia. And he met those people that were equally or even more giving, as we just read. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. And then he writes this, at the moment, I have all that I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from Epaphroditus concern for others. As I think about um, our life and, and what God has provided us, uh, again, do you share with me the concern for others across the world? Uh, not just here in our valley, but, but in, in other places. I, you know, as we read and as we look around, uh, there are so many people in, in deep, deep need. There are people in need of our relationship and of our time and of our friendship. And as neighbors and people that we work with and live on the street with and, and people that, that, that are homeless here uh, and, and struggling in other ways, God has uh, placed us in this valley for them. And then there are people far beyond here that God has also uh, given us the opportunity to provide for. Maybe we'll never see them. Um, you know, as you go out in the coffee bar and you look on the way out, there are six or seven or eight faces that are staring back at you. Children in, in the Akul Guatemala area that are still needing sponsors. Uh, and for um, a little over a dollar a day, uh, you can sponsor a child and provide for their needs according to God's riches as God cares for you to, to care for them. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, but it is out of our concern for others, and I think that's a godly concern that God gives us, that then we can be generous uh, with other people. Amen?
All right. Um, and so, you know, I want to have just a, a little chat with someone who you know very well um, and who uh, I'm going to call up now. Where's Henry? Henry, come on up. Everyone say good morning to Henry. Good morning, Henry. Now, what does generosity do? A conversation with Henry Wickering. Um, Henry, one of the... One of the uh, one of the uh, worst-kept secrets in Duncan, actually, is that uh, uh, it's not about your generosity. Actually, is that uh, you are actually moving uh, from staff here into the managing position of the Couch and Basket Society. That's correct. Yeah, you've just decided that. Okay, yeah. we've got a couple of weeks left with Henry, actually. For those of you who are going, really? It's actually true. Two weeks ago, Couch and Basket Society answered that uh, for all of us by saying, we want to introduce... The new manager, the new guy that's going to be running the operations for the Basket Society. And Henry, um, yes, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So after 14 and a half years here, yep. you are then moving to uh, another nonprofit okay, yep. that, that we've had. Uh, half the board is in our church, by the way, um, and, uh, which, is, which is awesome. But Henry, you are moving into that out of a heart of generosity that you have seen here for a long time. And, you know, as we think about that, um, tell us a little bit about the Basket Society and tell us a little bit about how God's generous heart that, that he has placed within your heart is going to give you the joy of, of watching what he can do uh, beyond here. Because you've worked here for almost 15 years and you have seen God's generosity work here. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But... As you and I were talking, it is, it is out of that desire to see things beyond here happen in our valley that you are moving there and you'll be directing the staff and directing the operations and then providing the vision for them, uh, that is the people that are involved with the Basket Society and probably us as we come alongside and work in, in a greater partnership, to, to reach into this valley. Uh, talk about that for a minute. So... Um, well, first of all, my, what got me into staff here at New Life and, and life that way was God really telling me to help people get a step up in life. And that's really been my model as I've walked out the last 15 years. About this time, 15 years ago, is when God really said, you know, it's time to get out of business and to get into nonprofit. At that point, I really didn't know what that meant. But it was really to help give a step up in life to those in need. And, and my heart and my generosity has always been for those who who don't have enough. And through that generosity, I mean, the, the Basque Society, which was really started by churches back in the, I can't remember the date, 80s, something like that. And, you know, and it was to help people who, who didn't have enough food-wise and spiritually-wise. And, and as I walked that out and, and sought God's wisdom in the last months is, you know, how do I do that in my life? And, 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 I, and I've practiced that here, helping others multiple times. And, and you know, and, and it is my life of, of helping others, giving others a step up in life, being generous. And I've seen you guys all together as a congregation do that multiple times. And at the basket, that's, you know, I'm starting to learn more about it as I've stepped into it. And as I've, you know, looked at, okay, what, what is the basket doing for our community and, and how, can I alongside that? How can our community alongside that and other pe people of our community, other churches in our community, other individuals in our community continue to walk alongside that and give people, give people hope, give people 
uh, you know, uh, uh, to get past today and on to tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to that. And, and it's through the generous heart that God's given me that gives me the willing to take the risk to step out of a very comfortable position here. I could have easily retired here, you know, and, and, and continue on in ministry here. But no, it's, it's stepping out. It's taking the risk. Like, that's really, you know, I think that's, it, um, as I was thinking about that, as you were speaking this morning and, and as we were um, singing before, God gave me the thought is to really be generous, it, it, we have to get ourselves into some uncomfortable spots. Um, I'm going to jump into a story about what's happening here. One of the ways that we as a church did that. Oh, this is back 15, 10 years ago. We had a congregant who wanted us to do a Christmas Day lunch. And, and it was on her heart to put on a Christmas Day lunch. You know, and so, you know, as a church to do that. And, and, and we were excited as a church to get involved. But we, we said to her, was there anybody in the, in the community that was doing the same thing? And we got wind that um, a man by the name of Cowage and by the name of Howie George was putting on a Christmas Day lunch and had been doing it for years but was struggling. And so we met him for coffee up at Tim Hortons um, um, one day. And he'd heard about me and he heard about New Life. He was, but he was saying, what, you know, what's the church doing to step in to my lunch? And that's really where he was at. And the congregation progressed where us taking the risk to, to reach out, that it became a great thing where we as a community worked alongside our community, putting on a lunch for two, 300 people down at Salem Gym, um, um, you know, um, for a number of years as a Christmas lunch. And that's where, you know, we took the risk as, a, as followers of Christ and stepped out and, and, and did that and, and others joined us. You know, Henry, you, you talk about how stepping out in risk is uh, something that, that you want to do. Uh, and I, I just couldn't applaud you more for that. Uh, but at the same point in time, when you step out with the Lord, it's not a risk, is it? You know, and, and you and I have talked about that. You know, yeah. as, as you're stepping out with the Basket Society, um, I'm not stepping out in risk. I'm stepping out in excitement and in joy because I know that it's going to be this incredible adventure and things are going to be both wonderful and crazy at the same time, exactly. but the, the Lord is with me. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's no such thing as retirement anyways when we, when we follow Christ. You no. know, as we have gifts of leadership, we're supposed to lead until, until the, we, we take our last breath. Yeah. We're supposed to train others under us for, for leading. I mean, you've been doing all those things. And now, now as you step out into the Basket Society, uh, you're going to have a staff of how many? There's a staff of 11 there currently. Okay, so about the same as here, staff yeah. of 11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tell us just, for those that don't know the Basket Society, really specifically, what is it? Two major things. Um, a lunch program where Monday to Saturday, we, we, there's lunch giving out to those who come in. About 100, 130 lunches are served. And then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, hampers are giving out. Uh, and a number of hampers are given out um, between... 20 to the to 40 depends on what it is and you know so those are the two major things that are happening and then you know building relationship helping people find fill their needs from a different perspective so feeding them on to other organizations to the church to um, other social organizations as they go along that's kind of the basis of what happens there and, and a, a number of you are involved in there i mean helping out um in many different ways it's appreciated 
which is awesome. Uh, I, I smile when I think about this. Uh, many times Henry and I have had a need here at the church that has been identified. And uh, I'll go into and, uh, Henry's office and I'll look at Henry and I'll go, uh, so Henry, what are you thinking? And Henry looks at me and we both start laughing because it is absolutely amazing how, what, 90% of the time, yeah. we're both thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, in the sense of the here's what we're thinking about in terms of amount. Here's what we're thinking of in terms of what we can do. Here's what we're thinking about in terms of stepping out and actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a story? It doesn't, not with me, but as for the congregation again, just to encourage uh, everyone here today in terms of, of how have you seen generosity at work in new life over your 14 and a half years? Well, beyond that too. Yeah. I think there's been a number. I'm not going to pick one particular story because I don't want to, bring one particular event that's big. But a number of times the situation has arisen that we as a community are come aware of. I mean, this past year, in, at, Christmas, or at New Year's, the fire on Lewis Street. Um, back in 2009, I think it was, the, the floods on, on Beverly Street. I mean, I mean, there's a number of people who stepped up and helped. Um, we assisted in rebuilding, you know, we directly rebuilt one house, but assisted in in helping the Mennonites build a number of other houses and others build houses. I mean, a number of contractors here help build houses. Um, we had families who had cancer in their lives and we had fundraisers. I mean, we had Brothers Keeper was an event that we did for a number of years that we raised events for, um, for funding for different ministries in the valley. So, so there's not really one that steps out to me, but it's just that um, we use what God's given us as a community and, and our talents and, and give it beyond the building. I mean, and I think we're known of that in the Valley as a church to be beyond that as individuals. And, 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 you know, at times we're good at it and times we need to do better at it. And, and, um, and, you know, as we came into the fall, we talked a little bit about, you know, some of the areas of us being in for and with the Valley, right? And to me, this is a, a time where we need to continue to grow as a community and, and be an in for and with. And um, I, I, at that point, as we're having those discussions, I had no idea that I was going to be in for and with the valley. I mean, I had, I mean, literally, it was not less than 30 days ago did this thing kind of come on my plate that I had to start stepping at it. So, stepping forward. Yeah, in fact, there's about three men in this congregation that I'm going to actually hunt down because they kind of headhunted you, and uh, I'll... I'll, uh, I'll That's not the truth. I'll My deal with them later. Yes. That's not the truth at all. <laughs> My name came forward before they even knew. I know it is. They no were shocked. <laughs> Henry, you know, as, as, we, as we think... Last maybe word about this is... When I think about generosity... Um, one of the things that God has, has taught me is that it's one thing to give out of my abundance. It's another thing to give out of my, my, my resources when I don't feel in abundance. Uh, and you know, I think in North America, uh, all of us can be pretty good at saying, God, here's what I have left and I'm happy to give it to you versus God, here's what I have first, including our time. Yeah. And including our spiritual gifts and, and in, including our lives just given to him. Um, do you have a word for us there? Uh, because, you know, you've been someone that uh, honestly in front of everyone, I just, I just want to praise you for that. You have given uh, of what God has provided for you first to everyone, uh, all of us here, uh, and to his kingdom in so many ways. Uh, and that is your witness and your example to us. Um, can you give us a word of encouragement in that? Maybe, uh, I'm not asking even for a story, but 
you know, the Lord says, when you give yourself to me, you're all in. And when you're all in with me, guess what? I'm already all in with you. Um, anything you want to say there? I think as you mean the 15 years that I've been in my role here is, is I've seen, and I don't want to criticize, but, but I, we've seen less um, people putting time into helping out. Right. And, and, um, and I can understand that life's busier. There's all kinds of things going on, but we need to challenge ourselves. I need to challenge myself to say, you know, am I doing that right? Am I giving God first in all things, finances, time, you know, being in a house church, being serving the kingdom here and, and those type of things. Um, and, and I know life's changed, but we need to see where God's calling us to do that and, and to step forward and, and, and make a difference. Um, that's part of how our, we walk out our testimony is, is, is to do that. And, and we need to trust God that he provides. I mean, there's many times I've stepped out into things and I think, this is crazy. Like, and, and then God does a little confirmation. I mean, and this is crazy sometimes and somebody's going to think this is funny. We, as I was walking, taking this position on um, one morning, well, my, well, my wife, one well, of my wife works graveyard has done that for 15 years since, since we sold the business. And and a couple weeks ago, one morning, and I just said, God, I just need a confirmation this morning that, that I'm stepping in the right things. And, and I had a restless night. I slept okay, but I kind of slept in. And she came home, and so she, and I said, oh, I'm going to be nice for Wilma and make her pancakes in the morning. And she comes in the door and says, hey, can I make you pancakes? And to me, that was enough of a confirmation that I was stepping in the right things. So... To me, it's looking for God's confirmation in the little things because he's going to encourage us by the little things. And I know that sounds crazy, but to me, it was enough to make me say, okay, this is the right step. And, and, and then there was other things that confirmed it along that way. But God's going to confirm when you're moving into things. It's going to confirm for me when I'm moving into things by the little things. And, and, and take the risk. I mean, just step out and, and love those who, are, who need it more. I mean... I can think of stories of people who came into the door here multiple times for, for needs. And, and we think, you know, why should we help him? But, and, 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 but we do. And, and we're blessed by it. Yeah. yeah. You know, this, this church is generous. I mean, financially, we've helped so many people. I mean, you remember the containers for, for yeah. Guatemala? I mean, yeah. we were so surprised, right? Like, we thought maybe we would get one. Well, at the end of the day, it was two, I think it was. And, and way two and more. A half. Two and a half, yeah. 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 Henry, um, we want to we want to pray with you. I, I, you and I were talking the other day, and you said it's going to feel kind of weird to come here as a parishioner instead of coming in with all the keys and and everything else. And you know, I mean, we all know that. Uh, um, this is what I've been saying to the rest of the staff. Uh, Henry's. Uh, you're still going to be a part of New Life, obviously, yes, worshiping and everything else. But I'm going, I'm not sure if we'll ever find all the nuts that Henry has hidden in all of the trees around here. But we're going to do our best, all right? And we're going to find all those things. But it is going to be different uh, as you, as you, you beginning in December, um, come as a, as, a, as a parishioner slash worshiper. But it doesn't mean that you're going to come in, sit down, and go home. You're still going to be fully involved here, uh, as, as many, many people here are. But as you move your your leadership uh, into uh, a sister uh, organization, another part of God's kingdom here in the valley. Um, 
man, I just want to confirm that, that though um, you've got us scrambling to try to fill uh, a very big shoes, that uh, I affirm that that's what God wants Thank to you. do. And Thank I think you. you and I both uh, smile together as we think about the times that we're going to share coming, coming forward. Yeah. Um, we want to pray for you now. Um, and then as a part of that too, I think you know, Henry's challenge to us in terms of our, our, just our general generosity and out of a thanksgiving and the risk that we take as we step up is something that, uh, that we can ponder for our own lives. But will you stand with me, please? And I just want to, to pray for him. We're, we're going to have a, a lay hands on Henry time, uh, not to throttle him, but to pray for him a little later uh, as we get, get closer to uh, the end of, of November. But uh, Henry, I just want to pray for you today. God, thank you for my brother. Uh, thank you for his witness to not only your generosity through him, but also, Lord, uh, your generosity through, through everyone here. Um, God, we want to reflect your generous character. And we thank you that Henry has and will continue to, and that his calling to us to, yeah, let's get out there, let's do this together, let's live, risking it all for the Lord who gave it all for us knowing that he will supply out of his generous needs, out of his generous riches, pardon me, in glory for our needs, is, 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 is a biblical truth. It is a promise. And so, Father, um, we just want to live in that promise. I, I thank you for him. I pray you'd fill him, Lord, with confidence and with faith. I pray that you would also, Lord, fill him with um, vision. And, Lord, that the dreams that you place in his mind as he shares them with the staff at the Basket Society would become reality for your sake, God. You would receive all the credit and all the glory. And Henry would, would like so many of us in leadership, just simply say, isn't God good? And he is. And you are. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Yeah. All right.